Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Thread of Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Tia. Before we get started with today's episode, again, I just want to apologize if you guys hear anything in the background, okay? Any planes, any machinery. It's it's very rare for me to be somewhere that is 100% quiet. And even though I'm literally in a closet recording right now, you can still hear all of outside. <laughs> okay, you can still hear all of outside. So I'm just going to do my best. Again, I'm not a major editor when it comes to podcasting. This is a one woman show. I do all of the things. So I will do my best to sort of minimize it or I guess just like edit it out. But just bear with me. Okay. Thank you guys in advance for your patience and your grace as always. So let's just let's get into it. So I know that we are coming up on that time again. Okay. School is starting back up. I know a lot of us have already started. (laughs) Okay. Some people are excited. Some people aren't. I know. I know. But everyone's going to get through it successfully. I just know. I feel like I sound congested. Do I sound congested? Let me, let me try to fix that. Hang on. Okay. I, I've, I don't know if I fixed that, but I hope I did. I, I just sounded so congested just now. But anyways, school. <laughs> I figured today would be a really good day to talk about my experience with school, but specifically college. OK, we're going to touch on the ups and downs. I'm going to provide some advice. You know, we're just going to just going to chat a little. However, before I do that, I want to discuss what I know people go back and forth about in their minds, including myself. Is college even worth it? Is it even worth it? I've gone back and forth about this with my peers since high school, and what it really all boils down to is what your specific goals are. If you want to be a doctor, in my eyes, yes, a college degree is definitely worth it, okay? It's actually needed. (laughs) But maybe if you want to be a restaurant manager, then maybe not. You can always work your way up in the food service industry by starting with no experience. Some professions, you don't even need a degree, maybe just a certification, which cuts back a lot of time and costs. Either way, I think it's really important to conduct a bit of research to gain an idea of what education, if any, is required for your specific field or area of interest. So I won't say what you should or shouldn't do with that. Okay? All right. I think that A lot of us were taught or shown that college is just the next best step after high school, when in reality, it's not for everyone. I remember seeing a mother on TikTok mention how she told her kids they don't have to go to college immediately after high school. Instead, they can explore and travel the world to get a sense of, you know, what they like, what they dislike, what interests them, what they connect with and things like that. Seeing that video and hearing her point of view just really made my mouth drop because it's such a brilliant idea that I've never heard of. And the older I got, the more I realized making a 17 or 18 year old choose a degree in something when they haven't experienced life yet just does not make sense to me. It doesn't. When you're 17 or 18, you don't even know who you are. (laughs) So being expected to know what you want to do for the rest of your life is insane to me. Like from research, our brains aren't even fully developed until 25. So 
Anyways, <laughs> in my opinion, okay, this is my opinion. If you don't know what you want to study, then you shouldn't attend college until you have a sense of what you see yourself doing in the future. Maybe take a gap year or even if you are interested in attending college and still tentative about your choice of study. I believe some colleges have an option where you can be undecided, where you necessarily don't have to be locked into a specific program or a major, but instead you take all of your general required courses like math 101 or something like that. Choosing something to study for about four years or more or less if you're a quick school person, that's one thing. But also choosing a school that's the best fit for you is a whole nother thing in itself. You consider things like housing, distance, finances, all of that. My 17-year-old brain wanted to stay close to home. (laughs) I wanted to stay close to mama, all right? I only applied to two schools. One was about 10 minutes away from where I lived at the time, and the other one was about 40 minutes out. Luckily, it was my top school that was 10 minutes away that I got accepted into. The one that was 40 minutes out denied me, and I applied to their theater programs. So I'm just I'm just grateful I got into the program that I really, really wanted to get into. Since I was about 12, I have always had a passion for acting. I had a passion for theater. I always felt like I was just meant to speak or be on stage. I talk a lot. I'm funny. I'm energetic. Therefore, when I apply to college, I apply for performance theater programs, performance theater art programs, same difference, which included an application, an essay, but also an audition where I had to physically go in front of a panel of judges and perform both dramatic and comedic monologues while being timed. It took a lot of preparation. I practiced a lot during my theater class in high school up until the day of the audition. And... I did fairly well. I would say I did fairly well, especially if I got into my top school. And I even know that there were some people who were accepted, some people who were denied, and some people who were waitlisted. And I got accepted. While performance theater was my first major, I also wanted to double major in journalism at the time. I went back and forth in my head about just solely having a degree in theater. I asked myself questions like, What if I can't find a job with this degree? What if no employer takes me seriously with this degree? I thought to myself, you know, it's not like I can finish college and immediately receive a role on a TV show or a movie and establish my acting career. And I should not have doubted myself with that because it's extremely possible, but I was also extremely logical as well. A job was my primary concern because, again, that's what we're taught, right? Finish high school, go to college, get a good paying job, get married, have kids, la 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 la. But fuck that. All right. But I know that throughout this time in this program, these thoughts ran through my mind. And while I was accepted into my top school for theater, in order to double major, I needed to apply for that specific program as well. And I noticed how much like things were just becoming overwhelming, extremely overwhelming. So I just left journalism alone. I don't even know why I didn't consider it as a minor maybe that would have been less stress but whatever we're here now (laughs) in this theater program I felt extremely lost extremely out of place 
not as good as others, not as knowledgeable as others. I just really talked myself down in that program and just with school in general. And I felt like I didn't fit in with the people, the program, the school. I was around a lot of people who were major, like, theater art people. And that just wasn't me. And I knew I wanted to perform, but maybe I didn't care too much for the craft itself to really understand everything that goes into it. I just sort of romanticized the surface level of acting and not the behind the scenes of it, everything that you don't really get to see. I just knew I wanted a script and I wanted to do my thing. And actually, that's another thing that I noticed at this time in my life is that I didn't want to play any character that did not carry the humor and the energy I naturally have as a person. I only wanted roles that felt like my authentic self. And that's not acting. Acting is, you know, you have to get into different characters, different roles, different costumes, different outfits, things like that. And I realized that if I can't be me, I don't want to do it. And this is why I'm so grateful I have this podcast because I can be 100% Tia. And maybe acting just wasn't, wasn't for me. Unless I can bring my full self to the script or the movie or the TV show. Anyways, <laughs> to get back on topic. None of my friends from high school attended this school with me. Therefore, I was also very, very, very lonely. And as a black woman who attended a predominantly black high school, I was seeking change and diversity at the time. The college that I attended that was 10 minutes away was extremely diverse, which is good. But again, the older I got, the more I realized I needed to be surrounded by my people and my culture and how important that is in itself. Going to a historically black college or university, also known as an HBCU, is something that I truly should have done. And I believe if I did, I would have continued my education on a physical college campus. And I also forgot to mention that in this episode, you will be hearing me go back and forth between a physical college campus and also an online college environment because eventually I did transfer. So I should have said that in the beginning, but I'm, I'm sorry. We're here now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I just think overall. I truly underestimated how serious college is once you're in there. I'm not going to lie. I was not 100% focused on my studies. I was just trying to be cute. <laughs> I'm so dead ass. I was just trying to be cute. That's just me being honest. So in a sense, I did contribute or create my own challenges. I never knew how serious loans and federal aid were. I never knew how important attendance was. I gained a little bit of freedom and got a little bit of money in my pocket and went crazy. Okay. No discipline, no level of self-awareness, no accountability. And there were definitely some things I disagreed with about college and my program where some things were disclosed and some things were not. But ultimately, I did not want to adjust. I did not want to be flexible. I did not want to be open-minded. Overall, I just did not want to put college first. <laughs> I just didn't. Also, now that I think about it, I was just really, really negative during this time in college. I don't know why. It's definitely something I need to sit down and reflect on. 
I just remember always going into something with such a negative mindset. Every time I met people, I was just so pessimistic. I saw everything with a negative outcome rather than a positive. I don't know why I was like that. Why was I like that? I don't know. I, I got to I gotta sit on that. I got to sit on that one because <laughs> I really, really don't know. You know, <laughs> speaking of making friends, okay, I had such a hard time just clicking or connecting with anybody at this school. Again, it may have been my negative mindset at the time, but I just really, really, really did not click with a lot of people there. And I'm not sure if, you know, this was something a lot of colleges did in what, probably about like five, six, seven years ago. But I remember on Twitter, there used to be these like trains, like hashtag, like your school name and then the train and then it'll be the class number. So it'll be like, what's an example? USC train 2020 or something like that. But that's how a lot of people got to know each other and follow each other and get together and stuff like that. So I attempted to make friends from that train. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was trying to really, really build a network, really build a connection, really get to know people. And when I met a lot of these people in person, I just still felt like we didn't click. I remember going to get breakfast with someone and the entire time we said nothing. We said nothing. We said nothing the entire time. And it was all this, oh my God, I can't wait to meet you. So much good conversation virtually. We had nothing to talk about. Nothing. I don't know. I just really didn't click with a lot of people there. And of course, again, it was diverse. Everyone has had different backgrounds. But I just really, really struggled to make friends. And that was something that really had me feeling even more lonely. You know? Anyways, let's get back to the academic side. So I failed two classes while attending this school political science, and costume design. Here's why. (laughs) Political science was my first class in a classroom setting that was not small and intimate. I did fairly well in courses with about 20 people. However, this course had about 200 plus people. I felt less of a connection with my instructor and the material that was presented in front of me. So I just decided to not attend too much which made it worse, but whatever. I actually failed that class by two points, which is the crazy part. And you know what else? I emailed the instructor and I'm like, hey, could you you just pass me? Can you just give me those two points? And then he sent out this mass email to everyone in the class. Don't ask me to increase your letter grade or whatever, whatever. I was like, oh, you being indirect. Like you could have just told it to my face. Like you could have just told me that. Like, don't be indirect. Don't be going around and not to the direct source. Like, (sighs) costume design was pointless to me. Again, this is my 17, 18-year-old brain. It It was just a really pointless class to me. And during this time in my life, I just could not stand hands on activities. I was extremely lazy with it. I also began to just stop attending this class. I just did. I felt like I really couldn't keep up or maybe I didn't want to keep up. (laughs) 
Either way, I'm letting you all know that I am not a financial aid advisor or a counselor. But if you decide to take out student loans or shoot, even if you don't, do your best to pass your classes. For me personally, I took out student loans because who had thousands of dollars to attend school? Not me. All right. But once I failed those courses, it led to me owing the school because I had to retake those courses. So pretty much paying for the course two times while also pushing my time back on finalizing my degree program. I realized how bad that was for me as it became a situation where I had to pay the school rather than the school paying me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is when I transferred. (laughs) Okay, that is when I transferred. Now, before I talk about transferring, I want to talk about financial aid. Again, I am no financial aid advisor. In everyone's situation, circumstances, application, finances, all of that is different. I am just speaking from my experience. Tia's experience. All right, so as someone who didn't have thousands of dollars to pay for college, I completed FAFSA. Now, what is FAFSA, you say? FAFSA is the free... Let me make sure I got this right. Is the free application for federal student aid. It is an application to determine the eligibility for student financial aid for U.S. college students, okay? And per the studentaid.gov site, your college uses your FAFSA data to determine your federal aid eligibility. So to be clear, I don't understand how this shit works. (laughs) I just don't. I just know that I had to apply each academic year, and so that's what I did, okay? However, the school decided to package my aid And however they did that is just however they did that. I just went along with it. Mostly any time I was packaged by my school, not only was I covered academically, but there were additional funds left over. So, for example, and I'm just making up these numbers. If I was awarded $8,000 and the cost of my tuition was only $3,000, I then had the option to accept or decline the additional $5,000. Remember, these are loans, okay? Financial aid advisors oftentimes suggest only taking what you need because taking more will lead to you paying back more. But I'll tell you one thing. I took all them loans, Buki. (laughs) I took all them loans, okay? Because believe it or not, a lot of people do because people use that money to live. Some people only go to school for the excess funds. These excess funds are typically called refunds or a refund check, but college is a grip. And when you are not working and only in school and if you have parents that are struggling too, some people need that refund check, okay? I know I did. I know for me, I needed that additional money to eat for textbooks, for transportation, etc. I'm not encouraging you to take more than what you need. Please make smart financial decisions, okay? And take a deeper look into your own circumstances. Again, I am just speaking from my experience and my experience only. Now, when I failed those two classes, my aid got all messed up. All messed up. And eventually, they were requiring me to pay out of pocket for those courses. I can't give you guys the exact numerical breakdown because I don't know what happened. I just knew I owed. (laughs) And anyways... I didn't think there was any way for me to come out of that and to come back from that. So I transferred 
the school did track me down and was like, hey, you owe us. Okay, you owe us. Okay, you can't just leave and act like you don't owe us money. So I did set up a payment plan and I went on my way. Now, while I was at this physical college campus, I was experiencing something really weird. Really funny. You know, a feeling that I have never felt before. But something felt wrong. Something felt off. Something felt exhausting. And it was anxiety. I was anxious. I was anxious about socializing, anxious about classroom settings, anxious about passing or failing, anxious about life. I was crying a lot on campus because of just confusion and having to process and go through so many things on my own. Actually, here's just a few things that brought on this anxiety. My specific program scheduled my classes for me. I didn't have the flexibility to really create my own schedule like other students because of my program. And this was something I was never told, by the way. And if I knew this, I probably would not have chose this program. I remember specifically on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I had one class from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then my next class was 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., which was extremely big of a gap. It was just a really big gap. And to save another couple thou, all right, I chose to not live on campus either. I didn't see the point because I lived 10 minutes away. I didn't drive at the time. And for a school that was 10 minutes away, I had to take two buses, which took two hours of travel time. And I had to be at the bus stop by 6 a.m. to make it to my 8 a.m. class. Now, just think about the wintertime when it was those cold, dark mornings, you know. It would have been pointless for me to come home during that gap time because I would have had to turn right back around and go right back to class. So, oh my God, I'm getting emotional thinking about this because it was just a lot. It was a lot that I had to do just to be a student. Anyways, I stayed on campus in the library, lollygagged throughout this just gap time, right? This was not so fun when it was really hot outside, when all I wanted to do was lay down. And another thing is I felt lost and I felt out of place. Like all eyes were on me when that wasn't the case. This is when I first began to get in my head about things, making up shit. You know, in college, no one cares about what you're doing. Everyone is trying to figure things out for themselves. I was just so anxious about everything, about socializing, getting to know new people, these settings, classes, a lot. I also had to do a lot of presenting. And this was in my other classes, not acting, because it's expected to get up in front of people and act. (laughs) But overall, everything and every day at this college just became uncomfortable and scary to me. And at this time, I didn't see the discomfort as growth. I saw it as something I needed to run away from. While I was at this school, I inquired about an online school to obtain my degree. And boy, when you request more information about a college program, they call you every damn day. I mean, every day. This school called me every day. And at first I was ignoring the calls because I knew how hard I went to get into this school in the first place. And though I was failing, I wanted to be sure about my decision of leaving. Eventually, I gave in and I answered the calls. 
the school swept me in quick. Okay, very quick. Initially, I didn't think they would because I owed my previous school a balance, but they worked with me. And they accepted all my credits, which is also a plus. (laughs) Now, when I told people I was transferring to an online school, specifically the people I went to school with, they were all like, oh, good luck. Oh, you know. But the tone behind those good lucks were like they were trying to downplay online education. They made it sound as if I was dropping out and that this online institution held no weight or as if online education is too simple and not the real deal like a physical school when it's just as rigorous. I remember an advisor. Oh, my gosh. I remember an advisor telling me it was best for me to stay at this physical college campus because a degree with the online institution wouldn't be taken seriously. Can y'all believe that? That was just, that was, that was fucked up to me. (laughs) That was fucked up to me because I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you're an advisor to this school. You want me to stick with this school, whoop-de-whoop, whatever. But to say that a degree from somewhere else wouldn't be taken seriously when the school is accredited, you know, I just, I just felt like that was very... Very inappropriate. And I think it's so crazy because when COVID hit, everyone who judged me got a taste of online school because everything went virtual. They saw it wasn't as easy and that it required a lot of self-discipline, not having professors right in front of you and a whole lot more. Now, don't get me wrong. With any school, you're going to experience your ups and downs and your pros and cons, advantages, disadvantages, you're going to experience that. And I want to break down the pros and cons of me having this online college experience, okay? All right, so let's start with the pros. I was able to take one class at a time. Textbooks and the library was all online, so I didn't have to go out and, you know, buy them and figure out where the cheaper option is or if it's used or new uh, that stuff uh blows me it was a lot more flexibility with just my life I was able to work at my own pace I could test out of classes and I avoided people now let's actually talk about that last one because I thought avoiding people was a pro but it became a con And as I mentioned, I felt anxious being on a physical campus, but transitioning to online school stripped me from face-to-face interaction. And then COVID came, and I was stripped even more from face-to-face interaction. My education was remote, and so was my professional work. Therefore, I just experienced a significant reduction in social interaction, and that was not beneficial at all. All right. Now, let's jump into the cons. Again, this is for me, and this is for the school I attended, all right? Number one, online school wasn't that much cheaper, okay? Don't be fooled. Federal aid was just as much as a difficult process as a physical college campus. Understanding the packaging was just (laughs) as difficult, and it can be a little bit more challenging when it's just someone on the phone explaining everything to you, and you can't really see what they're explaining. I know some schools, they do screen share to really do a breakdown of this, this, and that, but it it can be difficult. Number two, 
professors aren't always there when you need them. Attending a physical campus, professors are more likely to have office hours or you can see them right after class is over. Depending on your online professor, you may have to just wait until they email you back and that can be whenever. So, number three. Because classes were one class at a time, it pushed me back on my graduation time because it was stretched out longer. Now, this is something that was bittersweet to me. It's sort of a pro and a con because I did find the benefits to taking one class at a time. But the con was that it did, you know, push back my time on my degree program and when I wanted to graduate. So entering college in 2016, I was supposed to graduate 2020, right? And I graduated 2021, which isn't a bad thing. That's fine. But again, it was a pro to having one class at a time because the last time I took sort of a set of classes was probably 10th or 11th grade high school because senior year was very relaxed, very chill for me. I took about two classes and then I was like a teacher aide for the rest. And when I started college at the physical college campus, taking all those classes, taking about four or five classes to be a full-time student. I was like, hang on, this, this is a lot. (laughs) This is a lot. So it was nice to focus on one class at a time, but it did sort of just push back time. It did um, with just my degree program. Number four, I didn't feel like I learned much because assignments were due each week. And I was more so focused on getting the work done and submitted rather than learning the material. I can honestly say that I retained information a lot more in a physical classroom setting and that I'm, I hate to admit it, but I'm definitely easily distracted at home. (laughs) I am. I am. I'm just, I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying, especially when it comes to schoolwork, it's, it's really hard for me to sit down and just look at my computer and concentrate and do something all at once, all in one go. It's really hard for me to do that. And even too, I am sometimes just a paper girl. Sometimes I really prefer a physical book rather than looking at a book online even though I did just mention it was a pro that the books in the library was online. And it was because, again, I just I hate the process of trying to figure out where to get a damn book from, how soon it's going to get to me. What's the cheaper option? Is it new or is it used? But, you know, anyways, (laughs) I just I just realized that I did retain information and I felt like I was learning a lot more in the physical setting rather than the virtual world. Yeah, again, this college, I had assignments due every week. Not every online school will be like that, just the school that I've attended. All right, number five, I think. I felt no connection with anyone or anything, really. And number six, there was no summer or holiday breaks. (laughs) And this school I attended was year-round. And unlike traditional college campuses, or structures, there was just no summer breaks or holiday breaks. You know how some people would come home for Christmas break or Thanksgiving break and they would have about two weeks off and spring break. That that didn't apply. (laughs) That didn't apply. Okay. Regardless, work was due each week. Now, with anything in life, okay, there are going to be pros and cons. Whatever we choose to indulge in, 
it's it's going to be pros and cons, whether it's a job, whether it's school, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's your partner. Nothing's going to be 100 percent perfect. And it's, it's expected. Eventually, I got through it. OK, I got through this program. It was very different. It was very new to me, but I got through it. Actually, both both programs <laughs> was new to me. OK, so I almost didn't get through it, but I did. OK, literally my last year of being an online student, I ran into this brick wall. And let me tell you guys. I was underfunded. Underfunded. I was not packaged enough in financial aid to cover my cost for tuition. And you might be wondering why. Okay, let me tell y'all. Because <laughs> this shit blew my mind. I reached my aggregate loan limit. Write this down, y'all. Write this down. Because this was something I did not know about. Okay, write this down. Now, I also don't want you guys to think that I wasn't informed of this information because... When you accept loans, FAFSA does require you to do entrance loan counseling, which provides a ton of information about all of these things. And even if it's not in the entrance loan counseling, it's definitely on the studentaid.gov website. <laughs> okay, I just didn't know about this right here. Now, an aggregate loan limit is the maximum amount of money you can borrow. And the maximum amount depends on whether you are classified as a dependent student or an independent student. To my knowledge, you are classified as a dependent student if you are under the age of 24 and you're classified as a as an independent student if you are 24 and up. Again, do your research because I believe there are a few additional factors that must be considered, such as marital status, children, living arrangements and things like that. Either way, I hit my aggregate loan limit as a dependent student. And this is really where I was like. Wow, had I known this sooner, I would have waited until I was 25 to start college. Then, then I could have worked in a few different areas, experienced life a little bit, and my brain would have been fully developed. And maybe I would have felt a lot more confident in my choice of study and my overall college journey. It's it's things like that. It's things like that. <laughs> It's things like that that you just you just don't fucking know. You just don't know until you're in it. And then it's like you're fucking screwed. And it's just you just don't know. You just don't know. <sighs> Anyways, I don't I don't regret my college experience at all. It was just a lot to learn and process. I also don't regret my choice of study at this online college. I study communications. I don't know any online colleges that offer theater as a a major online. I'm not too sure how that will work really, but I know communications was more in alignment with journalism, which was always sort of my backup plan. As I was saying, I hit the loan limit and I was underfunded and undercovered. <laughs> undercovered. Anyways, and not just by a couple hundred, but a few thousand. All right. My last resort was to apply for a direct plus loan. Per the studentaid.gov website, direct plus loans are federal loans that graduate or professional students and parents of dependent undergraduate students can use to help pay for college or career school. The plus loan does require a credit check, 
Again, check the site. When I applied, it definitely required a credit check. Overall, it was approved and the school was able to provide additional funding to cover those tuition costs. If it was not approved, I would have absolutely been like, fuck it. (laughs) Because I just, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. But again, maybe I would have had enough to borrow had I not taken those excess funds from before, right? That's why they always say, you know, take what you need. Don't take anything additional. I just feel like with college, you have to be so strategic in each decision you make. You just have to think about how it will impact your future, whether it's your coursework or your federal aid. Just really think it through. I am a first generation college student. So a lot of things I just I had to figure it out on my own, man. All right. But I did it. I did it. Another challenge for me was throughout my degree program, I began working. I was working full time as well. Things started costing, life started lifing, and I needed to work. Okay, I needed income. So at this point, I'm a full-time student and a full-time employee. And this was really young Tia. This was about 20, maybe 21-year-old Tia. I went back and forth with a lot of jobs at this time, too. In 2019, I worked four different jobs. Don't ask why. Don't ask why, just know I worked four different jobs, okay? This was really when I was kind of just stepping into the big girl world and figuring things out. So I worked four different jobs in 2019. Each time I started a new job, I'm not going to say each time, but most of the time I might have failed a course or I received a low letter grade in a course. It was just so challenging for me to juggle learning a new job going through the training and learning the company itself while also learning a new course with a new instructor and understanding their deadlines and expectations. It was a lot. It was a lot. But again, I got through it. I began college on a physical college campus in 2016, and I graduated from this online program in 2021 with my bachelor's in communications. A lot went on during this five-year duration, but I stuck it out. I stuck it out. Did I have breakdowns? Yes. Did I almost give up? Yes. But I stuck it out. So for me right now, I completed my bachelor's in communications, and I have been back and forth on if I should continue my education and get a master's. I know something that was sort of a deal breaker for me. I'm not going to go too in-depth about it because I don't know the information too well or the names of the things but I do know that there was something that was just kind of in the air before where they were considering canceling a lot of people's student loans or at least lowering the amount whatever the case is and I believe the Supreme Court ruled that as just a no-go it it just wasn't going to happen because in my mind I was like well if they do that if they cut off like half of my student loans I'm not going to go get more debt Like, I'm not going to enroll in more school to get more debt. I'm not doing that. But now I'm like, uh, since they said no, maybe I should just go back, right? And something else that I've been back and forth in my mind about is, what do I go back to study? Because I've experienced life a little bit. I've worked in fields and 
things like that. I have almost four years of HR experience. Almost four. I think three and a half. Almost four. And a part of me is like, okay, go get the master's in HR management or something like that. But another part of me wants to get a master's in marketing because my heart is in marketing, communications, journalism, things of that nature. I I love that writing, all of that. I love it. But I have the experience in HR. And I know that I should follow my heart, but I also started thinking about how the world is right now. Okay. What I've seen, again, just from my observations and my research and things like that, HR is where the money is. It, it, it can be where the money is. Okay. You know, I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay, maybe if I get that master's in HR management, I could be making the six figures. Plus I have years of experience, right? But my heart is in marketing. And believe it or not, as of recently, I have been applying for a lot of marketing, communications, just journalism jobs. And I might have the degree in communications, but I don't have any experience. You know, I don't have any experience in writing. I haven't had any internships. That was another thing. My online campus college did not require any internships. I don't have any portfolios of work other than my college papers. So it's definitely a little bit more challenging to get my foot in the door with marketing, communications, journalism, things like that. Another thing that I see is a lot of people who are making decent money in marketing, communications and journalism. They're managers. You know, a lot of people don't start out in that field making good money. Not saying that it's it's not possible. But again, this is just from my research. And I've been back and forth about that. I have the experience in HR, but my heart is with marketing. HR is paying the money. Marketing may or may not, depending on how that goes for me. And of course, as as I would tell you guys, follow your heart. Don't follow the money. But I just I just been thinking about life right now. I've been thinking about life and how rent is $2,000 and how gas is so fucking high. How I just went to Family Dollar the other day and Duke's mayonnaise was $5.10. What the fuck? So it's just those things I've been thinking about. And I think it, it keeps us in this loop and it keeps us in this circle of continuously doing work that you don't want to do, that's draining, that's exhausting, in order to just fucking live. Staying in jobs you hate, staying in relationships that's not good for you because everything is so fucking expensive. I have the HR experience, yeah, okay? But I don't want to do it forever, but that's where the money is. But even though that's where the money is, I'm not doing work that lights up my spirit. Marketing work would light up my spirit, but, you know, where's the money? And this isn't to say that I'm not worthy. I know I can definitely find somewhere that's going to pay me the money, whether I have the experience or not. It's just, but you also have to be logical. You have to be logical. Everything is just so fucking high. Everything's so fucking high. And it's, for me, it's just... I am I'm having a hard time digesting and just accepting the fact that people are paying two thousand dollars for fucking rent. 
rent. Higher than mortgages. This is rent. And then you have to pay utilities and then you have to pay your car note and then you have to pay for your car insurance and then you have to pay your phone bill like the fuck is people out here that's making that's making 80 90,000 but still living paycheck to paycheck because one check is all rent and then the other check is all their other shit anyways <laughs> I'm gonna leave this here because this this just boils me like it just ugh, it just really grinds my gears and it's just something that really is just mind blowing to me and it just makes me so upset just thinking about it. So I'm going to leave this here. There will be a part two to this where I provide a lot more direct advice because this episode was just sort of my college experience and the breakdown of that and the ins and outs, the ups and downs, just explaining what I went through and in the next episode, I would like to provide a lot more advice to sort of help you guys because I didn't <laughs> I didn't really in this episode. So definitely look out for that again. Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate it. Be sure to follow, listen and subscribe on Spotify, Anchor and Apple Podcasts. And also be sure to follow the podcast Instagram at Thought of Thoughts Pod. And we will talk soon.